Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. This is Scott Wade, and I'm perfectly normal, except on those days, of course, that end in Y. Let's see. What's today? Well, we've been talking about the new normal. And what is normal for the Christian life? And we're basing our conversations around the book, uh, The New Normal or The Normal Christian Life by Watchman Nee. And remember, we're not talking about what is normal in the sense of this world, what this world would describe as normal. Uh, we're talking about the normal Christian life. What's normal for the Christian? So the question isn't, am I normal? But the question is, am I living a normal Christian life? Today's uh, conversation is based on chapter six of, of Nee's book, The Path of Progress, Presenting. And the steps on that path of progress are uh, knowing God, reckoning that um, uh, we have died to sin, presenting ourselves to God, and walking in the Spirit. And today we're going to be talking about presenting ourselves to God. I love how Nee summarizes the progression up to this point. He wrote this, when I really know I am crucified with him, then spontaneously I reckon myself dead. And when I know that I am raised with him from the dead, uh, likewise I reckon myself alive unto God in Christ Jesus. And when this point is reached, I give myself to him. Now the order of these steps is important. We need to know before we reckon, because we have to reckon what is true. But having reckoned ourselves dead and, and then subsequently raised with Christ, then we have something to present to God. Up until then, we have nothing to give that God can take. We need to, to give what Christ has given us. And to help us understand this uh, presenting ourselves to God, uh, we're going to consider uh, Romans 6.13, where Paul writes, Do not present your members to sin, as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. The important word here is present, and it appears five times in this last half of chapter 6 of Romans. It appears right there in verse 16, those two occurrences that we just read, but also, or verse 13, also in verse 16. It says, do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of whom you obey? In verse 19, Paul wrote, just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. Now, this word uh, present can also be rendered consecrate. And uh, by the way, I've, I've uh, speaking of concentrate, I've, I've tried to quit using uh, the word commit, like I'm committed to the Lord. I, I'd rather say I'm consecrated to the Lord. Consecrate means to, to make sacred. And presenting ourselves, our consecrating ourselves, we're, we're making ourselves sacred by presenting ourselves to God uh, and then uh, allowing Him to make us holy, allowing His holiness to become ours. We're set apart for God. To commit is a good thing, but we can be committed to many things. 
We can only be consecrated to one thing. I think I could give you an example that will help you understand the difference between uh, commitment and consecration. Um, Last week, I was uh, at the uh, camp homecoming for the South Carolina Nazarene Church. And uh, at at homecoming, I sat down uh, at breakfast uh, with a friend uh, in the dining hall and, and some other friends joined us. And at one point, I, I looked up and I noticed that I was the only guy at the table. And someone else noticed too and said, I'm going to take a picture and send it to uh, to your wife. Well, now, Lana is uh, is name of my wife. And I, and I said, well, go ahead and send it to Lana. I won't mind. You see, I'm committed to my friends, male or female. And it was good to be with my friends. But I'm consecrated to Lana. I'm set aside for her. I'm, I was in just a, a few hours, I was going to go home to her. And in that regard, she has no rivals. I'm consecrated to her. Well, in the, in the spiritual sphere, I can be committed to many things, to, uh, to health and, and having good diet and exercise. That's a, that's a spiritual commitment. Or to self-reliance and, and uh, being responsible for my, for my spiritual growth. I can be committed to education. To, I can be committed to being a, a good neighbor even. And to, to keep the, the uh, homeowners association happy. And I can be committed to preaching. Those things share my commitment. But I am consecrated to only one thing, to God himself. God is my home. He is my life. And so I've died to all other things, and I'm raised with Christ. I'm not even consecrated to myself. I'm consecrated only to him. You know, you know, it's a great thing to discover that I'm no longer my own, but his. I read the story of a young man who found himself with uh, three other men on a long train ride. To pass the time, they decided to play cards and, and to gamble. The three needed the young man in order to complete the game that they were playing. But the young man said, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I cannot join your game for I didn't bring my hands with me. Well, that caused some confusion with the other three and said, what are you talking about? Holding his hands out, he said, these hands don't belong to me. He then went on to explain that he had transferred ownership of his hands to Christ. In other words, he had consecrated them to Jesus. He had consecrated all of himself. And that's what Paul said we are to do. We are to present our members to God as instruments of righteousness. Paul knew that his body belonged entirely to the Lord. So too, when we are tempted, we can say, I didn't bring my hands with me. These are not my hands. They belong to the Lord. Uh, If we're tempted to look at something we shouldn't look at, we can, can say, I didn't bring my eyes with me. These eyes belong to the Lord. Or to say something we shouldn't say. I didn't bring my tongue with me. This, uh, these words belong to the Lord. I didn't bring my mouth with me if we're tempted to eat or drink something that's harmful to us or put some, anything in our bodies. I didn't bring that with me, and, and my mouth belongs to the Lord. Or think of it like this. Perhaps uh, you travel for business and you have $1,000 cash from the uh, discretionary fund or the, the petty cash drawer in your pocket. You can't spend that wherever you want. It belongs to the company. Now, if you have $1,000 cash in the other pocket and you go on a business trip, you can spend that wherever you want. You can make good choices or bad choices. You can make healthy choices 
or buy things that are harmful to you. But that $1,000 that is in your pocket that belongs to the company, you have to spend it the way the company wants you to spend it. And if there's a temptation to spend it wrongly, to use it unwisely, uh, to make poor choices, you, you just have to realize I can't do that because it's not mine. And uh, one more thing before we uh, finish up our casual conversation for today. Uh, when we say we consecrate ourselves, consecrate our members, consecrate our lives to God, it does not mean we consecrate ourselves to, uh, to be a preacher or a missionary or a Sunday school teacher. It's not that we consecrate ourselves to be a, a good church member. That's not consecration. As, as I said at the beginning, that's commitment. We must consecrate ourselves to God. We must set ourselves apart for him and for him only, not for his work, not for, for his, uh, his will in our lives, but to him. We are set apart to God. And then his will, his purpose, and, and these other things come about in our lives because they flow out of our consecration to him. When the boy in uh, Galilee brought Jesus his five loaves and two fish, he had to surrender them to Jesus. He didn't know they were going to feed 5,000 people. He didn't know what Christ was going to do with them exactly. But they went from his hands to Jesus' hands. Jesus then did what he saw fit. And in the end, 5,000 men, besides women and children, were fed. And also in the Bible, we read about David's mighty men. King David had a group of men around him that were mighty. Some were generals, some were warriors, some were prophets, some were priests, some were even secretaries, some were gatekeepers. The point of this is that all David's men were set apart to David, and then he appointed them to their task. You know, at the close of my life, I want to be able to say with the Apostle Paul, I have finished my course. It's not my course in the sense of the course that I choose, but it's the course given me by God. And so I want to, I want to be able to say I've finished my course. And in order to do that, I have to present myself to God. I have to consecrate myself. As Jesus said, I have to sanctify myself in the sense of giving myself completely to him. Well, let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I thank you today for the sanctifying grace of God. Help me, Lord, to present myself, to consecrate myself to you and to you alone. Help all those listening, Lord, that we would offer our members, yield our members, present our members to you and then to righteousness. So God, I, I pray that you'd, you'd bless us with understanding and insight into this concept and help us to present ourselves to you in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Well, that's all we have time for today. Next week, we're going to continue our journey on the path of progress. We're going to be talking about walking in the Spirit. I hope that, uh, that you'll join us. God bless you. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries, with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you, and have a great day.